Hi everyone, my name's Mark Kelly and I'm one of the leaders of Freedom Church and I want to welcome all of you to our online Sunday service. If you've not connected with us before, I hope that you'll feel at home with us. Our services last about 45 minutes to an hour with time for worship and word. This week's message is going to be a little different as we're going to broadcast today an edited version of a Zoom call that we organised with Ian Russell, who leads a church in Leicester, uh, together with members of Freedom Church. So if you're a member of church watching this video and you are on the call, why not think of this as a, another opportunity to take in what was said and if you couldn't make the call, well, consider yourself blessed that you're not going to miss out. In the Zoom call, Ian shared for about 20 minutes about the future of the church as he sees it. And at the end of his talk, he then opened himself up for questions. And we'll show you a few of these too. The full version of the Zoom call is just over an hour long. And if you're interested in seeing that, well, please let me know. And if enough people want it, I'll upload it to our YouTube channel over the next few weeks. Near the end of today's broadcast, we've got the usual information about how we can hang out together via Zoom for 30 minutes, as well as showing you some ways in which you might want to give to Freedom Church financially. So please do stick around until the very end. But before all that, let's worship together.
Firstly, just want to welcome Ian and say thank you, Ian, for spending the next hour uh, or however long, an hour and a bit, I guess, maybe, with us. Um, me and Ian uh, met up for a random coffee, which was really nice. We never intended to actually meet up, but we were having such issues trying to get Sunday's video to me that we just said, let's just meet up in Sheffield Meadowhall and, 
um, and, we, and we'll get it and we'll do it. And it took about 15 seconds. So that was, that was brilliant. Uh, and as we were chatting, as we were talking in our impromptu socially distanced coffee, um, I just started asking in, you know, what does he think the church will look like in the months and the years to come? Uh, not primarily Freedom Church, but the church, capital C, I guess, and probably the, the church in the UK um, predominantly. And in just, yeah, you just had, sorry. we just had quite a good conversation. There's lots of good stuff to say. And uh, I thought it'd be good to have you and actually come and share on that a little bit with us this evening, um, rather than me trying to uh, repeat anything you might have said or try and remember any of the good stuff that that, um, that came up. Um, so, yeah, it is it is a privilege to have Ian with us. So what Ian's going to do is going to share for however long, 20 minutes maybe, something like that, whatever whatever, whatever comes to, to Ian as he's talking more than what he's just prepared, I guess. Um, but whilst he's doing that, um, it'd be great to have questions because immediately after that, we're going to have... Uh, some question and answers so we can ask Ian anything that we want predominantly hopefully about what he's just been speaking about but he's gracious enough to possibly maybe answer other questions as well I don't know so without any further ado um, I mean I would suggest putting Ian on speaker view so you can see his, his lovely face uh, right there on your screen and uh, Ian what is the church gonna look like what are your thoughts what is the spirit saying what are those around you who you you think are wise and good, what are they saying about the church as we go into 2021 and beyond? To pick up on what uh, I shared with you on Sunday in the podcast is that um, every circumstance we encounter and experience, uh, God is still Lord of all in it. And uh, even though circumstances sometimes may not be good, our confidence is this, that all things work together for good to those that love the Lord. He can take any circumstance and he can turn it, not only for our good, but for the good of the advance of his kingdom. And I think this lockdown, because although we are just outside the city perimeter here, you know, we're half a mile from a city that is actually in lockdown. It's been uh, perpetuated longer than we anticipated. Um, So this lockdown that's still continuing in certain parts of the country Certainly, I didn't anticipate this at all at the beginning of the year as I was looking into the year, but God can use it. Uh, Just to uh, tell you what's been happening for ourselves, for Marge and I, I think that um, God has been using this time to go deeper into our hearts, to have a deeper heart connection of intimacy with him, I mean, he just wants our hearts. Um, He wants us to experience his whole heart. He wants our whole hearts to be given to him so that intimacy gets deepened. And um, in some ways, I think that the Lord has been leading us into the valuable resource of who we are for him and what our homes are for him. Uh, Every day, Marge and I have been breaking bread and taking wine. We've been having communion in the home. And I believe God's intention is not only that our body as the temple of the Holy Spirit is filled by him, but the place where we live is, is filled by him, our homes. And, uh, 
you don't have to do this, but we, we even went through a, um, an act of even rededicating every room in the house to the Lord. We want every room to be filled with his presence so that when people come into the house, they get to experience God and, and, and his nature. And in doing this, then, um, we want to spill over into blessing people. And uh, the Lord, again, has highlighted to us about identifying 10 of our neighbors that we pray for every day, that we bless, and that in doing that causes the spiritual atmosphere in our neighborhood to change. And what has been so wonderful is that uh, Marge began to text the ladies around us um, and just to see how they're doing. And this has just started an amazing trail of conversation because people's fears and anxieties have come up to the surface. And it's amazing. People have asked for prayer. People want to talk about the more important things in life. And it's this lockdown period that has enabled us to do that. So in this place of, first of all, intimacy, I think that the Lord is affirming who we are in terms of our identity that is then releasing us to demonstrate his authority. And I think this is where it's going to go more and more. And one of the things I was sharing with Mark at Meadow Hall on Friday is that um, I believe there's a rediscovery of what church is. And I think for too many people, church has been gathering on a Sunday. And church is not what we do or where we go, church is who we are. We, we are actually the called out ones, called out of darkness and called into the light. And uh, to me, it's really significant that of all the words that Jesus could use, he says, I will build my ecclesia. That's the word in Greek. Now, th there were some really good words around at the time, like temple. He didn't say, I'm going to build my temple, although we are the temple of the Lord. He didn't even say, I'm going to build my synagogue. And he used ecclesia, which was a, for want of a better word, a Roman secular term. And the ecclesia was the governing body of a city. Of course, the Romans, they, they took it from the Greeks. And so the Greek idea of ecclesia was that uh, men who had served for two years in the army fighting for that city, whether it was Athens or Sparta or, or somewhere else, they would be eligible because they had invested in the city by fighting for the city. They were then given the responsibility of being part of the ecclesia, which was the ruling body that made legislative decisions for the city. The Romans, of course, because they loved everything Greek, took on board what the Greeks had created, 
adjusted it somewhat because of their hierarchical structure. And in the Roman Empire, wherever there were Roman citizens, they were given the authority by Rome to rule in the provinces. Even though the province, like Great Britain, would have been a thousand or so miles from Rome, if two or three Roman citizens got together and made a decree that Rome had already made, then this was implemented even though it was a thousand or so miles away. The amazing thing is, this is the very thing that Jesus takes on board when he says, where two or three of you are gathered together in my name, that is in my nature, in my authority, I am there and you have authority because you have intimacy with me and I give you identity, you are sons of God, you're citizens of above, you now have the authority to release heaven's realm into your environment so that whatever you bind on earth shall already have been bound in heaven, whatever you loose on earth shall already have been loosed in heaven. So does God love the world? Absolutely. Does he want us to demonstrate, carry, proclaim his love to the people around us? Absolutely. We're to be his feet and hands, his very life into our society. So one of the things that we have done for a while, but has just stepped up a whole load, is that we bless our neighbors. So we, we bless the couple on the left side of us, opposite us. We go down the street and then we come back over the street and come up the street. And th there are five couples that we feel by the Spirit to focus on right now and bless them. And this is the amazing thing, that we release blessing on them because heaven blesses them, because God loves them. And in releasing blessing, it changes the spiritual atmosphere, opens up conversations. And like I'm saying, people have even asked to be prayed for by us and the relationships are getting deeper. And to be honest, we've lived here now coming up five years in October. And this is the most delightful house we've ever lived in for relationship with the neighbors. And I think we've learned along the way that we can set the spiritual atmosphere where we live. In the same way, I meet with the, the, the church leaders of the city every week. And it's our conviction that we are responsible for the spiritual atmosphere of the city. The leadership and the church together set the spiritual atmosphere. Once I understand, I can carry God's presence, the atmosphere of heaven into an area. Once I understand that, then that gives me uh, a sense of I need to connect in intimacy with the Lord so that I can live in the truth of my identity. I'm a son who blesses. I'm a citizen that imparts heaven's realm. And then it releases the authority that shifts something and opens up people's lives. And what I... What I've loved about this journey is that it, 
it really removes passivity from my heart. It means that uh, every time I turn my heart towards the area where I'm living, I know I am carrying spiritual authority. I was just saying to Mark before we got on, I've just come back from a 20 minute walk or so, because I just like to walk and pray. And it, even the people that I don't pray for, I just love, it's almost like God creates conversations with people that I bump into as I'm walking around. Because the more intentional I am to love on this area, to represent my heavenly father and to release his authority, the more opportunity I have of talking to people. And, and this is like a, almost a daily thing. It's hardly a day goes by now when I don't go for a walk that I, I end up having a conversation that leads somewhere. It's, it's much more than, hi, how are you doing? Nice day. It really is talking to them and being a blessing to them. So where I'm going in this is, where are we heading out of lockdown? And here's my conviction, that God is doing a work on the inside of us so that his mature bride is going to look like the mature Christ. And if Jesus lived in the way that he did and is our perfect example in everything, this is where God is leading us. And it's, it, it's outward to love on people. It is carrying the presence of God, which we've cultivated in our homes, and now we're exporting it. And what we're so conscious of and what we are overshadowed by, we can honestly impart and give away to others. So this is where we head in, that the mature church, this is our growth pattern, our growth path. The mature church is going to look like the mature Christ. I'm, I'm not against meetings. I, I value Sunday meetings. But I, I, I never see Jesus once saying, come to my meeting. What I do see him doing is going out into the streets, in going out into the homes, in meeting people in the reality of life. And it's in that context that he pours out of the life of the Father living in him, we get to be able to be like the mature Christ, that we can pour out of ourselves the life of Jesus living in us by his spirit. And I'm not saying I'm there yet, but I believe that in this time of lockdown, God is wanting to develop this even more in us so that the way we come out of lockdown is different to the way we went into it. So one final story. If Jesus is our perfect example, he goes into the wilderness led by the Spirit to be baptized by John in the Jordan. After his baptism, he has this at his baptism, I'm sorry, he has this encounter where the Lord um, pours out his spirit on him in the form of a dove. This is intimacy. He speaks his word. This is my beloved son. This is identity. And then leads him by the spirit to go deeper into the wilderness where he takes authority over the devil. So intimacy, identity, authority. He comes out of this experience, says Luke 4.14, in the power of the spirit. I, 
I am convinced that whatever lockdown we may be going through or whatever wilderness experience where we might be separated from one another is happening from on God's agenda is a time of connection with him an intimacy identity and authority so that we all come out in the power of the spirit we come out differently than the way we went in so where's the church going I believe the mature church is going to look like the mature Christ as we embrace what he's doing in us and come out in the power of the spirit okay I've said enough happy to have a conversation Thank you, Ian. Um, you said you were going to be brief, and you, you certainly were. Um, uh, I've had no questions as of yet in the chat box, but I think it's because everybody was so uh, so focused on what you were saying. But not to worry, I've got some together started here. Um, and and let, let's let's just take it back a little bit because sometimes it's useful, I think, to understand where we've been to to try you know try and understand where, how we've got to where we're at. Why did you? Why do you think the church became so Sunday uh, and building indeed orientated. Why did, how did we get to this point? So it's really fascinating. I had a conversation with some friends of mine who were in ministry and um, you know, our culture in the West is really shaped by a um, Greek stroke Roman heritage. And so many things like our intellect, intellectual academic system, its roots are in the Greek and the Roman culture. So much of that culture affects our lives. There were basically in the Mediterranean world, two major cultures, biblically two major cultures, which was the Greek and Roman, and then there was the Hebrew. Here's the fascinating thing that we were discussing just around the beginning of lockdown. The Hebrew culture was always around the home and family. So what people did at home in their family was really important. And even God himself presents himself as a father. He's a father that has a family. So Everything then is done in the context of relationship. It's grounded in reality, in, in, in real life. Greek culture was quite different. That, um, and one of the ways it was different is, as with Roman culture, is that they liked theater. I'm not against the theater. You know, for anybody who's into that stuff, God bless you. I'm not a great fan of that stuff, but certainly theater was a central part of Greek and Roman culture. And as you know, the Romans really hyped it with the gladiatorial events that went on in the places like the Colosseum and we've seen gladiator and we know what it's like. But this is spectacle. This is theater. There's something of spectacle and theatre that our culture has a default toward. What happens then is if the culture affects the church, instead of reflecting heaven's realm of a father and his family, we can imbibe the culture 
of the world or society and it can become theater and people can show up on a Sunday and go through a program but hearts can be untouched. I'm not, I'm not saying this is about Freedom Church, by the way. I'm just saying this generally as a culture. We can show up, have a service, program, event, and then can go home having been to something. And that is a, a Greek perspective rather than a Hebrew perspective. I think God is calling us back in this time of lockdown to the value of our homes, the value of family, the value of relationship, the value of honoring his presence, breaking bread, and the value of filling our home with Holy Spirit, that then our homes become lighthouses of blessing in the spirit realm to the community around us. Very good. What, how do you... Um... So it kind of part of your impression is is that uh, we we take on obviously that very greco roman uh, um, tradition it's you know it's it's part of our uh, our heritage for for centuries centuries and yeah, yeah. Um, but there is a bit in scripture where it talks about don't forsake meeting together of course so how how do you how, where where does that lie within that you know, uh, thing that you just presented to, which is possibly it's a Greco-Roman thing that we like to do this, but actually it's, there's something in scripture. How do you tie yeah. those two things together? And of course, the meetings largely at that time were in homes mm -hmm. so that um, people did have quite significant homes. Many people did where they would run their business from and where people would gather in their homes. And it was in the reality of connecting heart to heart in relationship where there would be, when you, you come together, you would break bread. When you come together, each one has. And therefore, it wasn't coming to a service to be served. It was coming filled with what God has been doing in your life in order that you are there for the blessing of somebody else. And as each plays their part in the context of a body so the body builds itself up in love so it's very organic it's not primarily um coming to a meeting to fill me up for the next week mm. it's coming filled with what god was doing so that we would overflow to one another and that each plays their part that results in the blessing and i think that was the the early church model, which I believe was based on the reality of life in the home, in the Hebrew. But I think our cultural pull has a tendency to take us into theater, into sitting and observing, instead of being family and participating. Yeah, just about meeting together in homes, um, in the early stages of the church that yeah. we read about in Acts. Yeah, it, it does also say, and and they went they went to the temple. Absolutely. Well. So it was home and temple. I mean, how can we how can we interpret that for our way of doing church now? Sure. In this new era. I completely agree that both settings are important. And um, I am not suggesting that we don't meet in larger gatherings at all. But what I am, what I do believe 
is that we must maintain the value of relationship, of um, connecting heart to heart with one another, being vulnerable, being accountable, um, having honest conversations. I think that family is such a basis for church life. It's about a father and his sons. And um, it's not primarily about theater. It's not about going to a performance. Right. Of course, the larger setting uh, gives opportunity for things that the, the smaller setting doesn't, especially uh, in terms of inspiration, in terms of impartation and direction from ministries. Um, and that is great. But clearly, when we all get together, we can all still pray for one another. We can all impart to one another. That may, that may not always be possible in the larger setting, but it's certainly true of the, the smaller setting. Right. The two questions, um, how do we guard against theatre and spectacle? Is there any um, sort of well, tips, I suppose, for want of a better way of saying it? when we do come together, how can we press against that culture? Because it's so easy as a default to fall into. Sure. Sure. <clears throat> and then conversely, how do we develop our intimacy? Just some basics really that can encourage intimacy. Sure. You know, I, I don't want you guys to think that somehow I'm accusing you of theatre. I want to make that clear. In fact, you're probably less prone because of your size however it as you well know it, it doesn't take it away altogether everybody's prone to you know going through certain motions um, but I do believe that in this time of lockdown God is calling us back into deeper intimacy the value of relationships, the value of hosting his presence, and the value of imparting it to the people around us. So um, I, I just thought I'd, I'd make that statement first of all. So how, how do we prevent? I think by keeping a heart attitude of connection with the Lord, intimacy with the Lord that's ever deepening, that prevents us from being something other than what we are, of showing up and, you know, doing theatre, um, taking meals together. It, this is what the early church, they ate their meals together with gladness of heart. It's really difficult when I'm filling my face with food to be pompous or to be something other than who I am, because it's a very um, earthy act, isn't it? where you're opening your mouth in front of somebody else and filling it with food. And this is where the, the Hebrew culture is so grounded. It's, it's in the home. It's in the reality of life. It is living in an open-hearted way with people. And I think every one of us, this is what we want, is a heart-to-heart -heart connection with people. Every one of us want to be known and to know because we're made in the image of God, and this is what he is like. He is known by, the Father's known by the Son and the Spirit, 
and the Father knows the Son and the Spirit. If we are made in his image, then God has intended us for relationship to know and be known. And it's in the doing the ordinary things together. Uh, you know, even doing jobs together sometimes. Uh, you, you get a no. Um, I mean, I know because I see his face in front of me here. Dear John Casey, uh, really, it discipled me when I lived in Leeds in the art of wallpapering. Uh, just to say, he's an, he's an absolute genius. He, he could get that wallpaper to butt up against one another. You couldn't see the join. I mean, it was just magnificent. So I have been discipled by a master. But in that process, we got to learn things together. We, we had fun. We, uh, we were challenged when the paper wasn't straight. And so there was all sorts of processes that went on. But it wasn't in the context of a meeting. It was in the reality of hanging wallpaper. And I think... These are the things, eating food together, doing jobs together, living life together. We can be ourselves. We can drop our guards, be ourselves, get to be known and know the other person. Right. Okay, we've got another question from, uh, from Pete. Oh, Becca, who was this? Was this from Pete? I, I, I saw him typing, so I'm assuming it was him. Do you want to go ahead and ask your question? Both of us, really. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I suppose we can't... What, to frame the question, it's more of thinking about us as an existing church family rather than uh, on an outreach basis. And, and Ian, you, you know we're scattered across the city and uh, in, in small pockets and in some cases nowhere near any, each, each other. So when uh, I suppose if the idea of us becoming a bit more local and basing it around relationships and, and particularly our own homesteads, when actually what kind of things could we do to be able to sort of bring ourselves together as an existing church family when actually we're scattered across the city and, and in some cases very limited on the ways that we can get around across the city? Sure. And of course, Leeds is a huge city. And, you know, that's part of the challenge of, of living in a, a large city. You've got to be so intentional at times. Um, and uh, to be honest, this is what we faced in Leeds when we moved from Bradford. Bradford is so compact, uh, we found it just easy to drop by on people. Uh, you know, when we got to Leeds, we discovered that people lived three quarters of an hour away and still lived in the same city. It, it just took that length of time to get there. So there's got to be some kind of intentionality to work at relationships and to make it happen. Um, but what I would encourage as well is out of the blessing of, of the neighbors that um, we just seek to, to walk, to bless, to pray for people, and just to develop relationships on our doorsteps. It's amazing uh, during these last few months, how many people are just glad for a conversation, just, just wanna talk, how much more in Yorkshire, for goodness sake, which is so much more friendlier than uh, further southern areas. Um, I think it's just brilliant to start where you're at, start with what is close by you, allow the fullness of the life of Jesus to fill you and overflow. And sometimes it's just the kindness, the smile, the engagement of a conversation. This then creates a culture of giving our lives away and blessing the people that we meet.
I personally really appreciated Ian spending time with us last week and clearly in his message and through the subsequent Q&As, his challenge for us to connect with one another and our neighbours is a strong one. So why not generate an opportunity this week to call someone and arrange a time and place to safely meet up? Here's a phrase you're going to hear me say quite a bit over the coming months. Everyone meet someone. If you're watching this on YouTube, please like this video, subscribe to the channel and click the notification bell. And if you're watching this on Facebook, well, please like the video and we'd also love you to like our Facebook page as well. And for both platforms, why not share links to our videos on your social media feeds? If you'd like to get in touch with us, well, just email us at hello at myfreedom.church. Bless you all. I pray you have a great week, an awesome week. I'll see you very 